You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got a great show for you today. In a little bit, we'll uh, be talking with uh, Brian Jackson over at IT World Canada about uh, uh, TNW Wireless asking the CRTC to compel Bell and TELUS to make wholesale roaming agreements. I never heard of TNW Wireless before until this story, <laughs> but it is an interesting thing because it's essentially a wireless provider that wants to provide data-only phone subscriptions across Canada, mostly in remote areas like the Yukon. Yeah. And so for them to do this, they need to partner uh, with the big carriers, the big three, to get roaming packages, roaming wholesale roaming deals. And then they will pass that on to their sub- subscribers. I'm sure the big three are anxious to do this. Oh, well, this is when the CRTC <laughs> and there's that competition of making more, or that big debate about creating more competition yes. in this spectrum. And now the CRTC has to come up with some type of an agreement. So uh, this is an interesting story. We're going to talk to Brian Jackson, who wrote a great article about it, to get the lowdown on what, what this means for us. Also, uh, coming up, uh, we'll be talking to Google Home, literally. Uh, the new smart speaker that has come into Canada. We'll be giving you the details on that, what it can do, should you get one, and uh, maybe it'll ask uh, or answer a few questions for us. You know what's really funny is I came in to the studio earlier today because I knew I was going to have some issue setting this up Yes, because you have to get in the Wi-Fi. And the Wi-Fi at CKNW was just way too secure to, to get this set up. So then I was like, oh, how am I going to solve this? But then I thought, hotspot off your phone. So I, I used that way, and I was able to get it all set up. But I took the wrong one because both of us have a Google Home, and they were both sitting in the studio. I know. I took the... Uh, you took mine. I took yours. So what was funny was I, didn't, I was like, how do I reset this now to put it to my account? Yeah. So I asked Google Home how to do it, and it told me. And it worked. <laughs> it told me. It goes, press the button on the back of me for 12 seconds, oh. and then I will reset. I was hoping I could just switch them. Now I have to reset nope. mine at home. You can ask it. It'll tell you how to do it. Oh, fantastic. It's very, very interesting. Um, anyway, it's a fantastic little device. We'll be giving you the lowdown on that. We're also going to go open line later on the program because we want to hear from you. We'll take your calls and questions. Uh, Jawbone. I don't know if uh, a lot of people know who they are, but they're pretty big out there. They uh, were a manufacturer of Bluetooth headsets and uh, speakers, and it looks like uh, they're not going to be around. No, it looks like they're uh, in liquidation proceedings right now, and you could blame their competitor, Fitbit. For taking Jawbone down. They were the, the top two, big competition, lots of debate on the infringements of patents and such and court cases, but it looks like Fitbit's winning on that race and Jawbone is going to go out of business and maybe turn into something else because there's a lot of good people from that company and they're going to start uh, basically another startup and, and see if they can start it up again. They were worth quite a bit of money on, on paper there, I think $3 billion at one point. Yeah, and that you know, Mike, you see this in the tech industry all the time. I'm worth about $23. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you remember paper. Groupon? Do you remember Groupon? Oh, yeah. And the valuation? Uh, oh, yeah. Google Bill. wanted to buy it, and the guy, the CEO said, no, no. He had a little bit of hubris, and now they even kicked him out. He, he started Groupon. Yeah. He didn't sell to Google. The board actually kicked him out of his own company, yeah. and where's Groupon today? You know, they're still around, but uh, they were, they're were they not the same thing they used to be. No. no and so you see something, another company like Jawbone, getting into that wearable at the very early stages, building a big following. But then what, what was happening was they were losing money. Then they stopped doing customer service via social media, which upset their customers. Then they had inventory issues, and then it just... It was just coming like down a hill. Yeah, that whole wearable space, I think, is a, it's a tricky business. I, I know they're... Uh, a lot of these devices out there. Uh, I, I have my Apple Watch. Yeah. I love it. 
but I think it's a pretty competitive space, and I don't know if the demand is huge out there. You know, I think most people, if they want one, they they want to be into fitness and things like that. And I don't know if everyone's thinking that way. Well, I remember when they were all coming out, and there were so many. Remember when I used to wear four wearables at the same time? Because yeah. I was like, is this accurate? And the only way I could test it. Oh, yeah, it, you were crazy. I was going. <laughs> Andy had like on his wrist, like he had four of these wearables, like Fitbits and Jawbones and Mios, everything. Yeah, it was like a lot. And I was getting data that was like a lot of variability in the data. And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know which one's accurate anymore because um, they're all giving me different numbers. They're telling me different sleep patterns and like, oh, you were deep sleep for two hours. And the other one's like, no, you were three hours. The other one's like, no, 40 minutes. And I'm like, which one's right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not, too much. That's too much of a variance. Yeah. And, and there was a class action lawsuit for Fitbit as well because they were finding that even the heart rate monitors that they had, there was a huge variability uh, in it. And so people thought it was giving a medical grade, but it wasn't. Another interesting uh, thing here uh, about Facebook and spammers. Facebook is just huge now, uh, Andy. We both know this. Two billion active users. You know, and the challenge that Facebook has come across over the past few years is that it's kind of the place where people go to get not only their information about their friends and family, but a lot of their news as well. And there is so much crap up there, so much fake news, so much spam. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook now is uh, trying to combat some of the uh, the bigger spammers, they say there's a small percentage of them that uh, churn out a lot of junk, uh, and they're going to use some software algorithms to uh, basically uh, take them out. It's, it's interesting. It's a tweak to their, their newsfeed algorithm, and it's really trying to target the 0.1% of Facebook users who share more than 50 posts a day. Because those people... 50. Well, I know some people like that. Yes, but the, these, <laughs> this, this group, especially like when the election was happening in the U.S., they were pushing out all this fake news and then it started to stick and then people were sharing it and that's how it went. And a lot of people were criticizing Facebook going, you're not doing enough to stop that fake news. So rather than get more actual content moderators, human beings looking at this, they're trying to use an algorithm and they keep tweaking their algorithm all the time to get it right. I think they need to do a balance of algorithms and real people. But that's the challenge, though, Andy, when you think about it. Two billion active users. Yes. How many people would you have to have to monitor all that stuff? You would have to have hundreds of thousands of people. Which is why they're going the algorithm route, but it's not working. And I think I think still it kind of has to do a bit of the heavy lifting. Yes. I think it's important that you have humans in a layer somewhere just to kind of... You can have your keep algorithm track, keep check on things. You can have your algorithm flag something, and then somebody should look at it. So you can make it a way and create some efficiencies there. But they have to do it because fake news came through social media. A lot of it. People can create content. They can create stuff and make stuff look like real news. Push it out there, and people believe it, and it changes their decisions and their minds. So you know, I have a uh, a home server at yes. home. Uh, it is old. It's like an HP Media Smart. I think it's like 10 years old yes. now. So this is, it looks like a little mini desktop computer. Uh, you open up the front and there's like four drive bays. Right? So it's a NAS then. Yeah, yeah. Network Attached Storage Drive. Yeah. They call it a home server. But I've, I've been like duct tape and stringing this thing along for 10, 10 years now. And uh, yeah, just uh, the other day, I hear, this, I hear this clicking, click, click, click. I'm like, oh. So I look online, it's the power supply. And yeah. I don't know why I just don't take this thing up behind the shed and put it up <laughs> just keep fixing it. Yeah. But luckily, uh, I had an old one uh, in my cupboard. I don't know why I kept it because it didn't work anymore. But I thought, I'll take the power supply out of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and put it in the new one. It was like surgery. 
I found a video online on yeah. how to do it, but I, oh my God, it took me an hour to get all the little screws out and take all the circuit boards and the motherboard wow. out. They buried the power supply at the very, very bottom. So it took me an hour with like a little, you know, jeweler's screwdriver to get in there and just pull everything out. But mm-hmm. I did it. And you did it. Yeah. And it works again. Almost. <laughs> I think, I think, that, I think the, uh, one of the hard drives is corrupt now. So that, that, but at least it's going again. Do you have a redundancy drive on there? Well, that's the problem. So this uh, HP came out with these media smart servers back in the day. And so the, the cool thing was you could put four hard drives in there. And then with its software, it pulled it all together to create one drive. Yes. And so through the software, you can actually select which folders you want duplicated on there. So I, I've done that with my pictures and my mm-hmm. home videos and stuff like that. So in a worst case scenario, I can just take all those hard drives out and, and uh, stick them into a little dock that I have and just kind of manually grab all the, the stuff on there. But that, that's a weekend. Well, you know, I have to say, I've seen your server. You did a really good job because you have like your movies and everything on there and you TV can access shows, it yeah. on all the different devices across your home. Oh, like it was well set up. I know. And my family now, they don't even really know what's going on. But yeah. other than the service down, when's the server going to be up? Can you get the server up? I'm like, yeah, I have to, I have to do surgery on this thing <laughs> yeah. and then I have to do data recovery on it. You don't understand. It is a lot of work. And just take work. it for granted. Yeah, well, yeah. of course. Yeah, right? like the whole house has come to... A grinding halt. Yeah, and well, and you're the tech guy. I'm the tech Lit- guy. Quite literally, the tech guy. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Google Home, and we'll uh, give you the lowdown on these smart speakers, what they can do, which one should you be looking for. There's just one in Canada so far. More are coming. You're listening to Get Connected. We'll be back after this. Hey, you're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We're going to be... Uh, Chatting with Google Home in a little while. So this is a first for, for radio, Mike. Is Who it? has ever talked to like a speaker before on radio oh, and you know, asked some questions? I brought this thing on Global TV twice this week. Yes. And by the grace of God, thank God it worked. It's funny because we have Brian Jackson um, right up right now, and he's another Google Home fan. Oh, oh good. We, we do have Brian Jackson uh, on the line. He's the editorial director over at IT World Canada. Hey, Brian. Hey, good afternoon. Glad to have you uh, on board here today. I wanted to talk about uh, this uh, issue that's come up. Uh, TN, TNW Wireless has asked the CRTC to compel Bell Telus, uh, the big guys, uh, to make wholesale roaming agreements. Who Who is TMW and why should we care about this? Yeah, well, it's an interesting new take on the way that we could get wireless service. Right now, we sort of have this paradigm uh, you know, with Bell or Telus or uh, Rogers, for example, well, you get a subscription to a voice plan, you know, so you have so many minutes a month or maybe you have unlimited in some situations. And then you have your text package, right? So you say, I can text message this many times in a month. And on top of that, you have your data. But TNW Wireless, they have uh, an approach that says, why not just use data for all of these services we can we can deliver voice, we can deliver text over the top of data, and you don't need to pay for a voice subscription, or you don't need to pay for text. We just give you so many megabytes a month, and that's the way we'll offer you a low-cost plan. So it's a new type of plan that we haven't seen in Canada before, and it's um, a, bit, a bit of an interesting take on, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, you know, that makes sense. Why do I need all these voice subscriptions? I barely use my phone to call people anymore anyway. I mean, mostly using it for apps. So uh, first they have to figure out 
the bureaucracy of it all and figure out if they are able to offer uh, services through all these regulatory hoops that they need to jump through. It's interesting. Have we seen any of these types of services anywhere else, like down in the United States? Yeah, sure. I mean, we've seen uh, other companies right here in Canada that want to do them. In fact, uh, it was Ice Wireless. They had a they had another uh, subsidiary called Sugar, and what they wanted to do is offer uh, the same idea where you would use Wi-Fi networks to connect to your smartphone, and then you'd launch the Sugar mobile app, and you would talk to your friends or do whatever you wanted to do in terms of communication over your smartphone through this app over top of the Wi-Fi network. That didn't where it, where it falls apart, of course, is you can't always be connected to Wi-Fi. And we just can't accept a cell phone that's not always connected, right? So you do need that cellular 4G or 3G LEs network to pick up the gaps in between. And that's really why this uh, this company, TNW Wireless, is asking the CRTC to compel Dell and TELUS to uh, make these wholesale roaming agreements so that when its customers can't connect to Wi-Fi, they're able to still connect to these networks instead. Brian, is TNW Wireless trying to only cater to like the remote areas in Canada, or are they also trying to go into the urban areas as well? Both, for sure. In fact, they say that they want to offer a worldwide service eventually, so they have big goals, big ambitions. But right now, they own Spectrum along the Alaska Highway, and that's in northern BC and the Yukon. So... Their spectrum in term, and their geographic area in terms of a traditional carrier is small and serves a small rural, rural population. And certainly they're serving customers there, and that's why they're, um, you know, Bell and Telus both offer wireless service there. So that's why they're focusing on them to offer these wholesale roaming agreements. But if they could launch these, um, this Wi-Fi service and get wholesale roaming across Canada then they could really operate with that sliver of spectrum that they have in the corner of the country and uh, just provide service over Wi-Fi to their customers. Well, it's an interesting kind of way approach using data only, and I think that's kind of ingenious because, like you said, a lot of people don't even making phone calls, and if you do want to make a phone call, you can use services like Facebook now and WhatsApp to call people and get it from using you know, in the internet and data to make those kind of calls. Do you think the carriers are going to start offering data-only packages in the future, or is this only the smaller players that are trying to get into the market? It depends. In, in Canada, what we typically see with the incumbents will pretty much resist that sort of change until uh, somebody breaks, right? So what, what the CRTC has to consider here is whether uh, carriers like TNW Wireless or um, even ICE Wireless can use these wholesale roaming agreements um, and then provide services over Wi-Fi. And, you know, with Navdeep Baines, the innovation minister, he's uh, asked the CRTC to review its decision that they made against ICE Wireless because the CRTC just recently, I believe it was in March, said, you know what, you can't do these sort of wholesale agreements because you don't have uh, the right spectrum across the country. But if the innovation minister is saying, well, let's take a look at that again, you might think that the CRTC will come back and it's definitely possible 
they'll say, okay, these wholesale roaming agreements are okay. And at that point, the incumbents might think, we have to offer a data-only plan to beat uh, these cheaper alternatives if they're going to be in our markets as well. Oh, you know they will. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, Where can people find out more about IT World Canada? The best place is our website, itworldcanada.com. That was easy. Thanks for joining us, Brian. That was Brian Brian Jackson, Editorial Director over at IT World Canada. Always a great guest to have on. It's where I go for all the IT news in Canada, so... It's they're the, a they're great place. There's a place. They, they're on top of it. That's for sure. Uh, we do have a lot more to talk about in the show today. We will be going open line later on in the program. We'll also be talking with Google Home, the smart speaker. We're going to ask it some questions and see if it knows the answers. Uh, and uh, Andy, we've got a great contest going. That's right. We're giving away the Life Pack. Uh, this is a high-tech backpack that was made from Kickstarter and founded right here in Vancouver. It has a solar power bank in it that can basically work as a Bluetooth speaker and it could also charge your phone. And because it's solar bank, as you're walking around with this backpack, it's charging up every time you're in the sun. This thing's cool. It is super cool. It's got pockets everywhere as well. You can put it, it's perfect for like traveling or if you're a business traveler because you has a dedicated place for your laptop. You can have keys. It even has a bottle opener on it. So <laughs> in case of emergency, in case you need an emergency cold one. So everything that you could ask for in a backpack and we're going to give it away. It was a huge success on Kick Kickstarter. They just had another successful Kickstarter as well for the next generation of the Life Pack. That one's cool too. It is excellent. Yes. You got to go to our website or actually go to our Facebook page to check it out. Facebook.com slash Get Connected Media. All one word on Facebook. Find us, like us, enter our contest. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking about smart speakers. What is a smart speaker? Well, we'll give you the lowdown on that. And believe it or not, in the next five years, you will probably have one in your home and you'll want to know why. Stay tuned. We are live here on Get Connected Radio. We are also live on Facebook on the CKNW Facebook page. Hello. Uh, this is really cool. I love the setup they have uh, in here. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a bunch of iPod touches yep. on tripods yeah. and then hooked into a uh, an iPad in the control room there, and uh, they can switch between the different views. It's, it's funny. Really there's a amazing. lot of tech going on right now. Oh, yeah. Like, got- uh, I mean, this is something that would cost like 50 to 100 grand yeah. if you wanted to set up a, a multi-switching camera situation. Yeah. But now with like iPods and an iPad, it's amazing. It, it is amazing. So what we want to talk about now are smart speakers. We actually brought uh, a Google Home into yeah. the... Uh, uh, the studio here, you can see it on Facebook Live video as well if you want to see what it looks like. It's, it's actually a lot smaller than I, I thought it was going to be. Like yeah. I thought this thing was going to be a giant thing, but it kind of almost fits in the palm of your hand. Exactly. And it's using something called Google Assistant, which allows you to talk to it and then it can talk back and give you information or turn things on and off. So we're just going to just show you a little bit of what you can do with this smart speaker and maybe why you should get one. So smart speakers are essentially speakers connected to your network, your Wi-Fi network, uh, and they are always listening for wake-up words so that you can command them. So we have a Google Home here today. Amazon down in the U.S. has the Amazon Echo. They've got a few different models, hopefully coming to Canada sometime soon, but we don't know when. Uh, Rumor is this year. And Apple has announced their HomePod that they'll be releasing in the U.S. in December. So this market is really heating up. So we've got the Google Home here. So this thing is connected to the Internet, and anything that we can search with Google, it'll know. Uh, But it'll also be tied in with your music accounts, Spotify, Google Play. Okay, Google, play Dean Martin. Okay, playing Dean Martin on Google Play Music. 
kind of cool. Isn't that awesome? And I can also control the volume with my voice, uh, or I can say, Christmas time, great. (laughs) Okay, Google, stop. I don't think Google knows what season it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that yet. (laughs) takes a little bit of getting used to. Every yes. time you say Google, it kind of kind of wakes up. But, uh, you know, the challenge we had when we were trying this in the studio, everyone's got their Google phones. Yes. And so those are the same words you use to voice control your phone. So for all the Android people out there right now, uh, I, we apologize because your phone's probably going to get lit up uh, as we talk to the smart speaker. What else should we ask? Okay, Google, how far away is the moon? The moon is 384,400 kilometers from Earth. Okay, Google, what is CKNW Radio? Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that yet. Should I try? Try it. Okay, Google. What is CKNW Radio? My apologies. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, these things never work when we're demoing them. Yes. Uh, Okay, Google. What's the weather today? Today in Vancouver, it'll be mostly sunny with a forecast high of 23 and a low of 14. Right now, it's 20 and mostly sunny. Okay, Google. What does a dog sound like? This is a dog. <laughs> so, oh my God, I had this in my house, in the kitchen, and it drove my dogs crazy. Really? Oh my God, yeah. Oh. They were just like going crazy and barking and running outside trying to see where the dog was. Let's see if it can answer a deep question, okay? Okay, okay Google. What is the meaning of life? Life, noun. The condition that distinguishes animals and plants from inorganic matter, including the capacity for growth, reproduction, functional activity, and continual change preceding death. That's also, the meaning of life. 42. 42. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the let, Galaxy let, answer? Let's yeah. see if it's funny. Okay. okay, Google. Tell me a joke. This might make you laugh. I have a pet tree. It's kind of like having a pet dog, but the bark is quieter. <laughs> oh, that's, that's bad. This is not going to be doing stand-up anytime soon. <laughs> So uh, what's kind of exciting about these speakers, though, Andy? Like, obviously, this is a great tool. Like, if you're in the kitchen, you can actually ask it for, like, a waffle recipe. Uh, you can get it to do conversions on, on things. Yep. Uh, you know, if you want a temperature conversion or if you want, uh, you know, when you're cooking with certain things, you can have uh, it convert that uh, as well. And what I really love is that uh, it's into the connected home now. That's the big thing. And, and we did this in our studio the other day. I, I took one of these smart light bulbs, and we were able to turn it on and off by just using our voice. So imagine if you're having a movie night with the kids or the family, and you have all these smart lights. You can have it set a certain mood or color just by talking to it. While you're watching the movie, you can turn the lights on, turn the lights off. Yeah, I think it's really going to revolutionize and entice people to create these smart homes because before you had to still open up an app and then you know manually turn things on and off. Now... If all these connect, you just say with your voice. And you wake up in the morning, you want to know what the traffic's like, you can just talk to it. I think it's really going to change the way we interact with technology. Well, you set it up with your Google account, and it was cool because I could ask it, what's my day like? And it's just listing out all my different appointments. I also, if I want to do shopping with it, I can start making uh, grocery lists. It is it is super cool. Okay, but let's talk about the criticism. Okay. This thing is always listening to you at yes. all times. And guess who's got this? It's so is- Google. <laughs> it's like the CIA is <laughs> inside my- your Unlike, yeah, unlike my kids who are never listening to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they could take a hint from this. Yeah, so that's uh, – people are concerned about privacy. There's no question. There is a, uh, a button on the back, uh, a mute button that basically kills the microphone yes. if you want, which yes. is, is nice. So as far as the speaker, you know, we heard it playing some Dean Martin. If you tied it in with your music account, it's fantastic. It'll just have access to millions of songs. Uh, but it's not like – 
a high-end speaker. But you know what? If it's in your kitchen or uh, you just want to have it in your family room just to listen to some casual tunes, it's, it's pretty good. It was funny. We were filming our review of it, and we just told it to play some music, and it played some Dr. Dre, which was pretty funny. Yeah, and how does it r- randomly pick that? I, I don't know. We should try it right now. No. We don't know what it's going to play. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's also uh, tied in with all the radio stations. Okay, Google Play Rock 101. Okay, here's Rock 101 on TuneIn. See, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So you. Okay, Google, stop. I love this. What I find amazing is even though the music's playing on loud, that microphone can still pick up your voice. I know. That's that's what's really ingenious well, about it. Well, you've seen my house. I've got this thing in the far end of the kitchen. Yes. And in my family room, which is around the corner, it can still hear me. Yeah, it's got a very good which microphone. Which is good and scary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is. It is. Hello, Michael. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Uh, we want to take any of your tech calls and questions now. And hey, if you want uh, to ask a few questions about smart speakers or even the Google Home here... Give us a shout, 604-280-9898. And uh, if you're phoning anywhere in North America, we've got a toll-free number as well, 1-877-399-9898. We would love to hear from you. And we are Facebook Live video right now on the CKW Facebook page, so check it out. When we come back from the break, your calls. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We've opened up the phone lines. We're going to take a few of your calls and questions. We'll be your on-air tech support. Or if you need any tech buying advice, we can help you with that. 604-280-9898. And anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. Don't forget to uh, hit our Facebook page as well at facebook.com slash getconnectedmedia. And we are Facebook Live videoing uh, at the moment. So uh, if you're cruising around, uh, you can see us in living color on the CKNW Facebook uh, page. Just chatted with Google Home. That was, that, was cool. a lot of, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so these things are just getting better and better. Yeah. Uh, the Amazon uh, one down in the U.S., it's, you know, it's got apparently like 15,000 different skills that are already available for it. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, that's the thing about these smart speakers is they're just getting smarter and smarter every day. Yes. The more and more people use it, the more it's going to you know, be part of our lives. So we're going to go to the phone boards here, take a few of your calls. We've got Ken on the line. Hey, Ken. Hey, how are you? Good. What can we do for you? A uh, quick question. What's your take on IPTV boxes, and what would you recommend? Um, basically, I want to cut the cord, but uh, see if there's any alternatives out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, so IPTV boxes are these little smart boxes, like little mini computers uh, that hook into your TV uh, and also your home network, yeah. uh, either with an Ethernet cord or through your Wi-Fi. And so a lot of people like these because, uh, you know, they can get Netflix. Uh, and there's a lot of other streaming video channels now as well. Yeah, and there is a company that we had interviewed on this show before called V Media, and they're really trying to do that IPTV and really take on the, the big guys and give a different way that you can get content uh, at your home. And there's... It- that one has like traditional TV channels that you can subscribe to. Inside of it. But again, just like how we were talking about that T&W wireless, this is using just the internet. It's not using any type of other connection to bring that television um, experience to your home using just internet. So it kind of merges traditional TV in terms of the content, but new age kind of technology. Um, I haven't actually tried an IPTV box because you have to have a monthly subscription to it. Yeah, to, but to, there's these ones we've created too with a Raspberry Pi. Well, that's it's kind of a... Yeah, and those yeah. are the kinds that we have done is where we create we create our own boxes with Raspberry Pi using a software called Kodi. And then from there, you can get these add-ons to watch stuff like live sports, TV shows. Yeah, and just for the listeners, Raspberry Pi, we're not 
taking a pie. It's like a little mini computer. That's the name of it. Yeah, it's a $50 computer. Um, it's super small, about the size of a deck of cards. And it's using the components of mobile phones, the surplus components. And they make these little computers. They have about a gig of RAM in it. So they can do some pretty good functions. And what we do is we turn them into streaming boxes. Yeah. And then we can find content on the internet because it's out there. And this puts in a nice interface. Almost looks like... I almost would liken it to like a dark Netflix because it looks like Netflix. It yes. kind of works like it, but it is kind of gray area in terms of is it legal or illegal. Yeah, so there's kind of two different versions right now. There are you know a lot of these smart boxes out there. Even your PlayStation and your Xbox will allow you to do kind of IPTV. Yes. They have Netflix and a bunch of other streaming channel or apps that you can put on. Apple TV has this as well, the new Apple TV, so you can get all sorts of different apps that'll stream video. So that's kind of like IPTV. Uh, Roku as well. Roku, huge. Yeah. Those, those guys are the big guys out there. And, you know, those things start around 40 bucks. So fantastic deal. Um, and I think a lot of people are also looking at the, uh, uh, I guess, the gray market ones, which we were talking about. And, um, yeah, you don't pay for those, but it's a pain. Yeah, the consistency and the quality yes, is, it's a is, pain. is the uh, trade-off of yeah. trying to get this free so content. So you can get a lot of free movies and free TV shows without subscribing, but... Yeah, like you'll be clicking on these links. Half of them won't work. You don't know what the quality is always going to be like. So yeah. it's a it's a continual cat and mouse game. So some people, they're okay with that. They have the patience. They're used to that. Uh, normal people <laughs> probably <laughs> just want like a good experience. They want to be able to click into Netflix or you know the Sundance channel or whatever yes. uh, or app and just get that experience right away. Not only that, Netflix gives that option where if you stop watching it and you come back it'll it'll pick up where you left off. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's amazing. And you know, for the Nine price bucks. point, Nine yeah, bucks ex- exactly. Month. It's very similar to like Spotify. Like you want free music, you can find that on the internet. But now you have this interface, it's free if you want to listen to ads or you pay and now it's ad free. So, well, you know it's interesting too, uh, a lot of the uh, the cable companies, um, you know, Shaw, uh, they've got their Blue Sky TV, Telus has Optic TV. They're um these are boxes that give you TV subscription, but they're also putting apps in them now. Yeah. So I know with Telus Optic TV, they've got Netflix built into it. Uh, the Shaw Blue Sky TV has Crave TV built yeah. into it, and they're starting to add more apps. So it's kind of cool. And you know, the thing I like about the Blue Sky is now it's using voice, just like how we oh my were God, using that voice. That is the best thing ever. I've yeah. got one uh, installed in my house right now. And it is amazing. On the remote control, you just hit the microphone and you just tell it what show you want to watch or what channel. You don't have to go through all the guides or anything like that. You can tell it to record things. It is like, it's like magic. Well, especially when you have like hundreds of channels to find what you want. Oh, now, yeah. Like I hate that guide. There's like too many channels. <laughs> exactly. I'm just scrolling through there and I never know, yeah. you know, <clears throat> what the channel is. I forget what it is and it's just a pain. So now with my voice, instant. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to have to take another break. When we come back... We will uh, get App of the Week with Christina. Stay tuned. Hey, you're back with Get Connected. It's Mike and Andy here in studio today on a beautiful, beautiful July summer day. So uh, hopefully you're listening to us uh, out on the patio or driving around town uh, right now. We uh, love... uh to get your feedback as well up on our Facebook page, we've got a great contest going there right now. That's right. We're giving away the Life Pack by SoulGuard Design. This is a high-tech backpack that was created on Kickstarter and founded by a fellow here in Vancouver. It has a solar power bank in it that charges up. It can charge your phone. It can. It also acts as a Bluetooth speaker, and it has a lot of different types of pockets and everything you would need in a backpack. A lot of tech. You just got to go to our Facebook page, Get Connected Media on Facebook to enter and win the Life Pack by SoulGuard Design. It's that time, App of the Week. We've got Christina in studio. Thanks for coming down. Christina, what do you got? 
I have a camera app that actually lets you control more of the settings that you normally can on iOS. So this is for uh, photo buffs that like to do the manual controls on like regular cameras, but now you can do that on your smartphone. Exactly. And what's uh, it called? It's called Halide. H-A-L-I-D-E. Halide? Yes. Boy, I'll remember that. I know. <laughs> it's maybe not the most intuitive name, but... So, so what kind of features have we got here? So you can control everything from, you know, your exposure, ISO, white balance. It even lets you see peaking, which shows you which part of your photo is most in focus, which is really cool. It's something that I love on my uh, mirrorless camera. So it's nice to have it on your phone as well. So you've had a chance to use it. Do you notice that you can get better pictures? Yeah, I mean, you can fine-tune things a lot better. So, yeah, so that's always a positive result. And yeah. uh, what platforms is it available on? It's just iOS. Interesting. A lot yes. of the camera apps seem to come on uh, iOS. Do you use a different one, or you just use the stock one, Andy, on your Android? I just use the stock one. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, and I was thinking about this about smartphones, is a lot of the manufacturers are creating all these different um, customization options. But if you look at typical people, they just open the camera app, Take a picture. That's it. That's it. It's, so, it's true, but if you want to up your Instagram game, this is definitely one way to do it. Halide for the uh, the iPhone. Yes, but it is a little pricey. I should mention that. Oh. $6.99 on the App Store. That's not bad. No. No, not bad. Seven bucks. Take better yeah. pictures or have more control over your pictures. Exactly. <clears throat> so... Thank you very much. Uh, Andy, uh, in the studio this week, we, got, we filmed a, a, a couple segments on um, this new uh, massaging tech. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, what's the name of these things? Can you remember? Uh, it was uh, something medic. Yeah. True, True medic. medic. True medic. medic. Uh, so we had like a, a neck massager. You put your arms through the, the straps. It looks like almost like you're in a cast. Yeah. But then this big, big massage thing on your neck just kind of goes to town and it's got heating and everything. You look like a crazy man, but yeah. it was amazing. But you no, know, what really impressed me was the foot massager. That is, okay, that is the best thing I have ever <laughs> used, like ever. That yeah. was amazing. It looks like a giant space egg yeah. and you stick your feet in it and then you wrap these cuffs around your calf. They almost look like blood pressure cuffs. Yeah. And holy smoly you start it going and there's like an air bladder in with your feet as well and underneath are like these balls that are just kind of rolling and you can adjust the pressure so i cranked that thing up yeah i, I sat on that thing for half an hour i know because i was felt like magic because i was getting my neck massages yeah. you were getting your feet massage and then you left and then i was getting my neck massage and my feet massage how long did you stay there oh i was there for about 40 minutes it's it, amazing it was like i was like i just want to watch like netflix right now and i'd be like in heaven because i'm getting my feet massaged my shoulders massage, and I can watch some content. Yeah, the foot massager, that's probably my favorite thing. That was 300 US. Yes. I'm telling you, it is worth every penny. It would make a great gift for somebody that's yeah, on their like feet tech, all day long. As far as tech and uh, health, I mean, that thing is cool. True yeah. Medic, right? True Medic. Yeah. yeah. you gotta, you got to Google this thing. It is, uh, it is amazing. And we will definitely share the, that video once it's uh, up and running online. i got to bring that on global. Yes, yes. It'll, it'll never change. leave. It'll, no, it'll no. stay there for a long time. But it was, I can't even tell you how good it was. Like, just, like... I'm walking all the time, and I didn't realize how much I needed a $300 foot massage. Exactly. I, uh, I was just looking at the uh, audio engagement on our Facebook Live. Yeah. We're very popular with men from 35 to 44, apparently. Those are the, that's, that's our core demographic here that people like to, 
Just hey, the, hey dudes. <laughs> the super geeks out there. 10% women, 21% men. Um, you know, it's very interesting stats that you can get from Facebook. But that's Facebook. Facebook, yeah. This is on Facebook, yeah. They, they give you a lot of great metrics. That's spooky how much stuff they know. They know everything about us. Yeah. Because we share all this hey, information. Hey, Bobby Coquitlam, we know where you live. <laughs> exactly. And we know what you like. <laughs> Well, it looks like that's all the time we have left for today's show. I want to thank Andy Barrar, co-host and producer, and, of course, Christina, for coming down to the studio with the App of the Week. We will see you again next time.